What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. This week, we're talking about, I don't know, Jordan, you call it a sore subject? I would call it my normal subject. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about one of the biggest mistakes that you can make as a turkey hunter, and that is spooking, bumping, scaring, whatever kind of term you want to use. The turkey sees you, and he gets out of dodge. But before we dive into that subject, there's some things we need to mention first. Last week, I talked a little bit about the spring bundles that we're offering at primos.com. Uh, some of those things that we're really excited about. I don't think we've really ever done a product bundle before. We're taking some products that we think match together really well and uh, package them all together, putting them in a bundle, if you will. And right now, they're on the website for 20% off. Uh, last week, I talked about the Will Primos bundle and the Foggy Bottom bundle. Uh, one other, Some others to look at would be the Surround View Stakeout bundle. Uh, comes with Surround View Stakeout blind and a wingman chair. That's awesome. Like, I know for, say, if you... Honestly, if it's like early season in the south and the woods are really open. Man, <clears throat> that that right there probably would save you from spooking turkeys if you will plant your booty in that chair and throw it blind in front yeah. of you. And you it, won't. It may not be the funnest way in the world to hunt turkeys, no, but, but it's, it's efficient. Yeah, it's efficient. It's effective. Also, like if you if you're hunting with you know a young kid, you know Man, your kid yeah. or whatever. You can sit them in your lap, sit behind that thing. Or that Jimmy. Can, or Jimmy. Or <laughs> your buddy that moves a lot. You know, that that uh, those that stakeouts around you blind can help you, can minimize a lot of error. Uh, then we have the MTA Professional Bundle. Uh, I can't talk this morning. The MTA Professional Bundle. Comes with a clear cutter box call, a rare breed slate, and the classic crow. This is just kind of like your kind of like your starter kit. What is MTA stand for, like? Mastering the art of turkey hunting. Of spring turkey hunting <laughs> with Will Primos. I have not mastered it yet. I need to get that bundle. I need to watch that DVD again. You remember those DVDs? <laughs> Man, Mastering yeah. the art of spring turkey hunting. Uh, so yeah, the clear cutter box call, uh, fantastic box call. I, I carry it in my vest. Um, I usually, I mean, I'll probably alternate. I did last season anyway. I had either the Tall Timber Gabriel or the Clear Cutter. I just kind of would switch up depending mm-hmm. on what I was feeling that day. The Rare Breed Slate, I personally am a huge fan of a slate surface call. Yeah, that's, just, that's your go-to because, yeah. like me, I'm glass. That's yeah. just what I have confidence in, and it's all about having confidence. Yeah. I, I just Your, your I go-to is slate. I like slate surface. It's like, that, it's like a certain – tone i can get that i really like so yeah clear cutter box rare breed slate and then classic crow so can't go wrong so check those out the spring bundles on primos.com lastly also the primos custom meal shop i'm gonna say that's probably the most exciting thing we have going on the website right now mm-hmm. people were really eating that stuff up, and did, for good reason i didn't realize until we were at the nwtf show how excited people were about that yeah well think about it man i mean Everyone likes a custom call. Yeah. Uh, people love, you know, if, if you're into, like, custom calls and, like, the really the artwork and the craftsmanship that goes into making a turkey call, mm-hmm. and then you tie that in with you have, we have, have Primo's as a brand has been blessed to have so many dedicated fans. So now you have the opportunity to get the same level of craftsmanship, same hand-tuned, made in Brookhaven in Mississippi at our CNC shop, but you can get it customed to you yeah i mean the cool like one of the coolest things i saw last i think last spring is when we first had this kind of started with all 
my uh, nephew-in-law or my little nephew he killed his first turkey you know and yeah yeah he got him a call sent to him and that was you know that's something you can treasure forever that says you know your first turkey on it has a date yeah i've seen it used a lot as like uh groomsman gifts yeah stuff like that uh but yeah there's no i mean there's really no ceiling to it you can you can go as far as get creative as you want yeah you could even put on get one and put world's worst turkey hunter and get it to your (laughs) (laughs) that'd be funny (laughs) so yeah primo's custom meal shop so that's it. Springtime bundles, Primo's Custom Meal Shop, all those you can check out at primos.com. Lastly, and we'll get right to the show after this, if you want to do us the biggest of favors, please go to our page on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, if you would, and then write us a review. Again, the review, we don't really care what you write as long as you write one. Yeah. We said the other week, and we talked about it, we said, I don't care if you write that uh, Jordan sounds funny and Lake talks like an idiot all the I time or something. And a I lot of people have said that, which is fine. It's funny. I want funny. somebody to give their honest opinion of Lake Pickle and your review. That's my request. Honest opinion of me? Yep. Your honest opinion of Lake. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I got thick skin. <laughs> you have to in this business. I got thick skin. Um, <clears throat> So... We were talking, Jordan and I were brainstorming, because to be honest, like when we start shelling out these turkey podcast episodes, when you get into the season, like coming up with topics to talk about is not the challenge. They kind of just lend themselves. Like, we're going to talk about this, you know? Mm -hmm. It just kind of comes up. But when you're in this preseason phase, you know, when everyone's thinking about turkeys, but it's not here yet, you get like, all right, what's something really good that we can talk about? Because we don't want to come in here and just, you know, you know shoot the bull for 37 minutes you know we want to have something that's worth worth talking about something that could be entertaining and educational to the people that are listening uh and so we sit we really do we sit, we're like all right what, what if we talk about this we kind of bounce topics around and so what we landed on is probably one of the worst mistakes that you can have as a turkey hunter and one of the most gut gut-wrenching mistakes yeah it's the most humbling mistake humbling mistake frustrating make you want to bang your head against a pine tree mistake yeah wrap your gum barrel around that tree yeah just kick your shoes off and waller in the mud make you want to just go home and not think about it for a day or two which is impossible you can go home but you can't not think about it no i go home and i think about it heavily and i look in the mirror and i say you are dumb (laughs) (laughs) you you in the mirror you're stupid why did you do what you did today and the biggest dude this still haunts me to this day three years ago me and you found a goblin turkey on public land in mississippi gobbling at 11 o'clock in the morning do you remember how that happened do you remember i can i can some you know some things like that like i can remember that whole morning dang near i don't well I can't remember as much in detail the first of the morning. I remember we started somewhere else, kind of close, but where we started, we didn't really get into anything. We put miles on that morning. Yeah. It's not like we just got out of the truck and hit the first spot, and there it was. No. No, we, we got out of the truck at 4 a.m. and did not quit walking until 10. Yeah, and had not heard a turkey. Had no. not heard anything that even sounded like a turkey. Didn't even do a, is that, is that a turkey? Yeah, no. not no. even like that. yeah, you hear a, woodpecker pecking on a tree way way off and it sounds like 
and you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. You, everyone's done that, or I've done it hundreds of times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember that clear as crystal. We were standing there, and for some, like one of us said to one another, we're like, we're gonna find one. We're gonna find one. We're not gonna give up till we do. We're gonna find one. It's a mental game. Yeah, it's a mental game. Strong mental game that morning. You got to keep hammering, J.K. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. Just kidding. Um, let's see. So we were standing there, and I'm, I'm, well, I can't remember who said it. But we're like, we're gonna find one. Yeah, I mean, we made this big loop, and woods that should have had a turkey in it. They probably did at one point. Already got shot though. But uh, he's like, we're not giving up till we find one or it gets dark. Yeah. It was just one of those days. It was, if I remember right, it was, you know, like 70 degrees and bluebird and no hardly no wind. Just mm-hmm. like, we're going to find a turkey somewhere if we yeah. if we keep going. The day was too perfect. Yeah. And you, how many times, this is something that we can talk about in in reference to that day. How many times, it, do, it doesn't happen all the time, but it seems like you have days like this at least, I'd say three to five throughout the season. Where you break day, or and you're like, this is this is gonna be good. And for some reason, the roost goblin is just non-existent. Yeah. And you cannot figure out why. It looks picture perfect. The weather's good, everything. But then it'll pick up like late morning. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why turkeys do what they do. But you know what I mean, though. They be, we, they be all, doing what yeah, they do for a reason. Yeah, I just don't know. We've all seen mornings like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, I can't figure out why they're not gobbling. But this is one of those mornings, apparently. Or either we just wasn't in the ballpark. When True. Not either or. Either or. But anyhow, like you said, it's about 11 o'clock. Yeah, we made a big loop, got in a truck, and uh, about a mile maybe. Yeah. We'd already made like a three or four mile loop on this other spot. Yeah. Just went to the next road up and got out of the truck and went to walking and was like, man. I don't think we'd ever been in that down that road before, not if I there. remember correctly. You had. I had not. Yeah, okay. Not that far. I'd been down there, but I hadn't been that far down it. Get down there a mile in it, probably, just where you think you're starting to get away from all the pressured, bad pressured turkeys, or the ones that had gotten pushed back, probably. Yep. Anyway, get down there. If I, did I crow? You owled. Owled. Yep. Owled. That's, that's my go-to. I, Which I, is a, a little-known secret, or no, an, a... a I don't think a hoot owl is utilized as much as it could be by yeah. most turkey hunters. And it's got it's got places that, to do it and not to do it. Yeah, I have confidence in that. If it's all about what you have confidence in and good at. I mean, I'm not great at it, but I have confidence in it. Yeah, we get down there. I think we had hooted a couple times before. We had, and finally, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like not no question about it there wasn't no like is that a turkey we both looked at each other like okay yeah it was like and that looking back on it now it's like we probably should have sat down right there yeah yeah but hunting in these woods you got people that hunt public land mississippi or anywhere public land know that your chances are of success are way better if you can get as close as you can to that turkey. I mean, that's the fact anywhere, yeah. public or private. Well, you it's, know? it's one of those, here's the way I look at that. Well, let's just go ahead and say what happened first. Go through the whole well, what happened. We uh, we try to get closer, you know, and turkey gobbles every time you hoot at him. Yeah. I don't think we ever yelped at him. No, we, we hooted at him two more times. Yeah. And when he say, like, we never did the. It was just a. Yeah. 
that was a terrible hoot owl, I must say. But you get the idea. Just <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and it was just one of those deals. I felt like we could get closer. Yeah. Well, because I remember it dropped off. Like you kind of. Yeah, I mean, you had a rise there. Like if the turkey where he gobbled from the first couple of times, you could got closer. Yeah. But anyway, we sat down where we think we could kill him at and go to yelping and nothing. I just remember it, it was one of those deals where with the turkey answering like that, when we got everything set, everything go, I remember I looked up to you, I said thumbs up, you said yeah, and I just yelped really, really soft. But soft enough where he could have heard it, I know. You expect him just to, just to uh, cut it in half, over, yeah, yeah, and he didn't, and I immediately went, uh-oh. Yeah. So I sat there a few seconds, then I yelped again just a touch louder. No, I mean, he was, he was gone. Yeah. Gone. And uh, I remember even hooting again and nothing. Yeah. But he, he had, we had done been had. Yes. The greediness of trying to get too close and woods you don't know really, really well got us. Which, which here's here's my breakdown of that situation. Obviously, it was a screw-up. Yeah. But it's really it, – it's, it's – part of the game you play especially especially if you're hunting public ground because i like to call it i like to refer to it as like i think a turkey has a re, has a reaction range or a reaction distance mm-hmm. and i look at it as almost like a bell curve from day to day you catch them in the right mood sometimes then you can be i don't think it's from day to day i think it's from hour to hour yeah yeah okay i'll give you that yeah i'll give you that but i think sometimes you could be f- 400 yards from that turkey and yelp to him and he's going to want to come yeah and then sometimes i think you need to be a hundred to make him want to come you know it just depends and it seems like on public you most of the time if especially if you're hunting this was what part of the season was this mid it was first of april yeah um where those turkeys have seen a lot of pressure i think you need to give them the easiest you know the you need to give them the where they have to put the least amount of work to come see what you are. Yeah. As, as far as you, you ain't trying to call them a country mile away. Yeah. You cut sometimes it, it, it's worked before. It has well, worked before. The but. thing about a turkey you have to remember <clears throat> is that that hen is supposed to come to him. Yeah. And yeah, he'll he'll you know meet you in the middle for sure. But I think you're he's way more apt to come if you're already at the middle when you start calling yeah or if you're in a spot where he already wants to be which everyone knows that we've said that before um and here's i'm gonna die i'm gonna say this at the risk of me sounding like an idiot but this is just an idea that's rolled around in my head i know we we always say if you call up a turkey you have successfully reversed nature Mm -hmm. we say that i get that but i don't know if that is as concrete of a fact as we make it out to be sometimes yeah and the reason I say that is, is it doesn't happen often, but I have seen, I have seen it in multiple different states, times where it seems like you yelp one time and he comes. Yeah, because so, you are where he expects you to be, I think. So, so, I'm just saying, you can't tell me that sometimes in nature, a hen yelps and that's that long no, beard absolutely. comes to her. I so mean, You got to think about, you know, strut zones too. Yeah. I mean, turkeys don't pick those by accident. They are there because they know that's where hens come. Yeah. So theoretically, they're going to where they the hens are yeah. are supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. So I I would say that the hens go to the gobblers is definitely the norm. Mm-hmm. But 
and this is just my opinion. Some there's probably gonna be someone hearing me saying this and go, "This guy really is an idiot." But that's just me. I I don't think that we're just absolutely reversing nature. Night and day difference every time we no, yell a turkey. Up. I, I, I just I agree with that. I just don't. You know what I mean? I mean it's just like rutting deer. You know, to an extent, they're they're looking to breed. You yeah. know, they're they're going to go where they think that can happen. Yeah, which sometimes you are. There's sometimes you know those turkeys it takes forever. Like a turkey will get to a spot and he's like. If you want to see me, then you come here. Miss Hen yelping, you're, I'm right here. This is where you have to come, and it takes forever and ever and ever to finally get him to break. Then yeah, in that situation, you had to reverse the situation. Yeah, but that, that's just me. But anyway, on yeah, the, back on, to the topic. On hand. this deal, I can take spooking turkeys. I don't know her there. If that makes sense, it's easier to swallow. Like if I if I'm walking down a road or whatever, and I've been doing everything right and trying to get that turkey to gobble and let him let me know he's there and i come around a curving road and he's standing at 30 yards i can take that a whole lot easier and spooking one that i know that was ready to die yeah that's the worst that is rough i'll tell you because <clears throat> here, here's what one thing i want to do with this subject is i want to because we've all done it or we all have these tendencies it, you know every, everyone has a whether it be turkey hunting deer hunting whether it be a athletic sport everyone has their strengths everyone has their weaknesses you know mm -hmm. and when it comes to spooking turkeys and everyone that is listening to this podcast that has hunted turkeys before has spooked one it's just you've done it I pro dave owens has spooked a turkey before i bet i promise you he i've has. seen him i've seen him do it <laughs> yeah, well, so everybody no one is immune to it will primos has spooked them and we've all done it yeah so and so i'm going to go over what i think me personally is the the biggest issues i've had when it comes to bumping turkeys okay so and he, here's one like here's my number one if i've bumped a turkey this has been the most common cause and it's a tricky one because i don't really know like a concrete fix for it is when it comes to hearing turkeys like hearing them i have i typically don't have a problem hearing them mm-hmm I do have a problem with miscoursing them. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, is like, yeah, I'll hear him. And it's not like stark, you know, like the old joke that everyone says, like a turkey gobbles and you point 12 o'clock and your buddy point six. Yeah. I'm, we, I'm, we have done that too. We have, everyone's done it. But I'm saying my more common for me is the turkey will gobble and I think he's at 12 when he's actually at two. And I'll be trying to move to him. And I'll be going the wrong direction, and I'll bump him that way. I'll be just enough off course that I, yeah, that's what happens. That's and so that doesn't happen as often when I have someone hunting with me because sometimes like I can be pointing over here like, no, nah, he's a little bit more to the right. But okay, you know, it's, that yeah. that's been a fix for it. But that has been a very common cause for me bumping turkeys. And also distance, you know, yeah, terrain yep. has such a big deal with being able to figure out that turkey's gobbling at 350 yards versus he's gobbling at 300 yards at 50 yards makes a big difference for sure for sure i mean the difference between getting 100 versus 150 yards from him is could be the difference between killing him at night yeah oh yeah yeah and i mean it, it's 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 such a game of I don't game to say it's a game of inches is very cliche, but it's it's such a there's such so much room for error. It's a game of yardage, no doubt. Yeah, it's a game of yardage and then like you being 
your setup be you could be the same yardage away, mm-hmm. but you could be 50 yards to the left or 50 yards to the right, and that can make the difference whether he wants to come or not. Yeah, depending yeah. on what's between there. Yeah, you know what just, I mean. It's a it's a game. It's a hundred percent a game of experience. Yeah. The more you do it, the more mistakes you make, the more you learn from them, the better you're gonna get. I heard a guy say one time, and I I don't I related to it on a spiritual level. He said, when it comes to turkey hunting, I feel like I've screwed up enough that I finally kind of pieced together how to make it work. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I mean, just. I'll sti- I still remember there was a spot in, uh, I want to say it was in Morton, but it was a spot that Keith Polk was, gave me permission to hunt on. Mm-hmm. A lot of my younger days I had were, had to do with little bit of tracks that Keith would give me spots to go and yelp at turkeys on because he's always been generous and kind Man, to me. Man, were you blessed with that? Yeah, yeah. So I still like I, this is etched into my brain, and I've I've never done it since. I've because I it just it ruined my whole day. I come out there, I couldn't be there at daybreak. I can't remember why, but I got out there. It's probably about I'm gonna say maybe two o'clock in the afternoon. I know it was after lunch. Mm-hmm. So I walk, and I mean, I had an, I was in. I was in college, yeah, late high school or college, somewhere in there, and uh, I had checked a few spots, glassed a few spots, this, you know, that, and the other, and uh, I got this spot, and it was probably 16-year-old stand of pines, logging roads, you know, that kind of thing, and I get this logging road, and this pine stand probably ran about 200 yards and broke into a field. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I just stopped up there. I checked everywhere. I said, I'm going to yelp right here real quick, just see what happens. It's a pretty day. And uh, I stand there. I had a Primo's Power Crystal. Pulled that thing out. Stood there for a second. Yelped again. Popped that thing back in my pocket. Stood there for a minute. Turned to the left. Start walking down the logging road. I walk about 20 yards. I look up. Here come two longbeards around the corner running. <laughs> and they about faced and ran right back where they came from. <laughs> and I just stood there like, why didn't they gobble? Yeah. I don't know. That's happened to everybody, I think, if they hunt in the woods enough where they can't see. Yeah. You know? And what what ended up, you know, Dave kind of said something about this the other day. You have instances like this, and then, like, after, if you keep hunting that area, you kind of, if you're lucky enough, you can kind of piece together why you think that's what happened. Yeah. Is, uh, I think it's more than likely Keith ended up, Keith killed a turkey out there a few weeks later, and he caught up two of them, and he shot one of the two. My guess is that was one of the same two that I caught up and bumped. Yeah. And it was two two-year-olds mm-hmm. they shot and we know there was a dominant turkey in there earlier in the spring so i think what had happened was is he had them two kind of shut up and yeah, that's they, why they acted the way that they did they don't got their behinds yeah and he spanked that big boy had been like this is my area so that's why when they heard a hen close by they said we ain't got a gobble we can slip sneak in here and yeah. you know and, and yeah. almost worked out well for them could have worked out well for me if a turkey had a range of thought like that yeah and i've always wondered how turkeys actually think yeah i mean i guess they're instinctive you know they have to be yeah 
Because, I, I mean, I don't think animals have uh, thoughts like we do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, everything they do to is they do it to survive. and Survive, breed, and that's it, really. Yep. Eat, drink, which all that has to do with survival. Yep. But, but that's um, that that's probably the most, like that's only happened one time and I won't forget it, but definitely the most common way that I've done it has mm-hmm. been just miscoursing a turkey. Yeah. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's just because, honestly, I'll get so amped up. Like, if I haven't heard a turkey all morning hear that. and I finally hear one, I won't take the time. Like, I'll start thinking everything has to happen right now. Yeah, you think, man, he's, he's going to shut up. I got to get to yeah, it. Yeah, and I'll rush, the, I'll rush it, and I'll push too hard, and I won't pay attention, and that'll be – the, the end of that hunt yep. is, is that mindset and what i what helped me actually is i started thinking you know especially to us being turkey hunters you know if you've if you've had a slow-ish season if you've had a slow morning or if you're just the kind of guy that gets amped up every time one gobbles either or it's like you want to have that excitement but what can lead to mistakes is you making out this to be just this overly dramatic moment in your head when you got to think to that animal that you're calling to mm-hmm. this is just another day yeah one of the things i got told years ago that made the most sense to me to slow down and pay attention to the details as much as possible was a guy told me or he asked me the question he said i don't remember it was one of those mornings that I was talking to somebody at the gas station about that hunt that morning, and I'd done something wrong and didn't kill a turkey. You know, I don't remember what I did, but I'm sure I spooked turkey or something. Yeah. And uh, a guy asked me a question. He said, "What's that turkey got to do all day?" Yeah. You know, that made the most sense to me as anything. That turkey has nothing to do all day but just do what turkeys do, and that is. Yeah. They don't have a time schedule to do, like, they don't even fly down within the same five minutes every day. Some of them sit up there 30 minutes later giving day-to-day versus, you know, weather and different deals. They don't they don't run on any kind of schedule no. other than, you know, eat, drink, and breed. Yeah. That is it. And survive and not get caught by a critter. Yeah. But none of that has a time schedule. No. So why, as humans, should we feel like we only have 30 minutes to make a move and kill that turkey yep spend another extra 30 minutes making the moves not stepping on sticks not walking in the wide open where you think you may be able to see you slow down and make all the right moves and your chances of success are going to go up way yep. high yeah i'd say that is correct like just putting it like putting an unnecessary rush on the situation yes it's probably been What's led to a lot of turkeys getting spooked. One hundred percent. I mean, I'm still guilty of it. I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. I will completely have a mental breakdown and forget everything I know. Yeah. And oh, I, it'll. I pr- like it. Uh, this is uh. Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably like I said. I'm sitting here telling you because I can talk from experience. Is is like it'll probably happen to me at some point this spring. Oh I'll yeah. I'll be having a slow morning turkey will gobble. I'll start moving too fast and. It'll all be over. <laughs> what I, a couple of weeks ago, me and you were sitting in the office talking about turkey hunting or something. What I tell you, my goal was for this spring 
What was your goal? Oh, to keep a good attitude. To keep a good attitude and not to spook a turkey. That was two different conversations. Yeah. But my like, I I I will not be fine if I don't shoot a turkey. I'm not even gonna say that. But uh, I will enjoy the season a whole lot more if I know I make the right moves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you because what like I said, what happens? When you don't make the right moves and you spook the turkey, it's hard Man. to keep a good attitude. <laughs> spook the turkey. I feel so sorry for my wife last spring. <clears throat> After the summer hit, and I realized how I had been acting, <laughs> I was like, "I'm lucky to still be married." <laughs> like my attitude last spring, I got so overwhelmed with just trying to kill a turkey. Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy it like I, I like parts of my season I did not enjoy yeah it can happen it just like to me to me like I I don't know it to me it just I, I've I've because I'd, I'd gotten that way in like uh it was before I worked here it was back when I had, like ran around with the same group of buddies, and it turned into like a competition. Yes, you it, know, it turns into who is the best turkey hunter. And I, to me, and I got to the point I was like, I love doing this too much to let myself get that way. Because even if you're having a good, what most people would consider to be a good season, you're still you get so obsessed with this competition thing that really doesn't mean nothing it's just a matter of it's your ego, buddies ego yeah and bump ego, all that ego will get on you so yeah, fast bump all that like it's just it's not worth it and i enjoy the spring and turkeys too much to let all that happen Man. and you know what happens when you start getting overly concerned about killing a turkey you, you start that, more you spook more of them because you ain't thinking clearly that's why when you get obsessed and you're overwhelmed, and I got to kill a turkey, got to kill a turkey. That's when you don't start thinking clearly. That's when that turkey gobbles. You start moving impulsively. Next thing you know, you see a shining feathers running off <laughs> into the distance through them hardwoods, and you just want to puke. And yeah. then you hit yourself in the head and say, "You big dummy!" And you walk to the truck. Yeah. So that is my goal for this year. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna try real, real hard to just keep a good attitude and man, enjoy every hunt. Enjoy all of them. Yeah. And just slow it down. That's yeah. that's the I'd say that's the biggest factor. Slow it down. Turkey hunting is not. It is a necessity in a way for us that love it. But if you don't enjoy it, why even do it? Yeah, ain't no sense. If you in get it. caught up in the whole, you got to kill one, got to kill one, which I am very apt to be getting that again. This is the way it happens, but. Who knows? My, my goal for this spring is not to spook a turkey and to enjoy it. If you can go a whole spring without spooking a turkey, he done something. more power to you. I mean, honestly, it's like, a it's you know, dance around a fire long enough, you're going to get burned. Play yep. in the mud long enough, you're going to get muddy. Yep. So, I mean, you, it's a, I mean, it's a it's a noble goal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's attainable, but <laughs> I'm, I mean, seriously, I, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I oh, would, I know that I would like to actively pursue to not spook a turkey this season, but it's it's hard, man. I ain't gonna pretend to. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's gonna happen eventually. It's just a matter. No, I just here, I'll, I'll take you, it like a. If you spook one, knowing you made all the right moves, that's fine. Yeah. Well, like 
I don't. I don't think it's hard to like count it if you like because. How many times have you been moving to one turkey and you spoke another one you never oh, knew yeah. was there? Yeah. That's like incidental. That's collateral damage. No, I don't even count that. I'm talking about like the one you own. Making mistakes like you know you made that you shouldn't have made. Yeah. It's uh it's easy to do. Yeah. Uh let's talk about like before we get out of here, I want to talk about like other common scenarios where you find this happening. And one of those that I have seen uh, especially in early season. <laughs> Hang on. <coughs> Get it out of your system. Get it out of your system. Um, one of the things that I have seen is trying to get too close, specifically in the early season. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm even talking about trying to get too close to them on the roost. Yeah. Now, you can get real close to them on the roost, but it takes some doing. I've seen some guys, like, they don't realize what they're doing. And they just are steadily walking, thinking the turkey's farther than he actually is. Next yeah. thing you know. And they don't think about it. It's like they walk into that goblin turkey like he's the only turkey in the trees. Man, 90%, I'd say more than 90%, the first two weeks of season in the south, they're going to be grouped up. Yeah. And as saying grouped up, I'm talking about like at least 10. And I'm saying that because I have done that before. Yeah. Very. I've been like the turkey started gobbling early. I heard one turkey goblin, and in my little mind, I went, I can get to him and i got about 70 yards from him and it was still plenty dark but then i went well learn that lesson and you gotta realize too if you do have all the right scenarios to do that and get in there without spooking them them suckers can see Mm -hmm. up in that tree they can see everything early season which and you got to be prepared to sit unmoving in the pitch black dark for an hour or two and you have to do you know especially even if it's one person if it's a still day oh god talking about i mean even just you 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 they might not pitch out of the tree you know they might not spook out of the tree flying but if you make a wrong noise yeah they might when they finally pitch out of the tree they might go i heard something yeah you know me personally i you know as long as it's dark i don't think a whole lot of noise bothers them, if that makes sense. I've because you gotta think all night long. There's armadillos, possums, coons, deer, coyotes, whatever going through the woods. Yeah, but like you know, breaking like a big stick or something like that. Yeah, absolutely could change them, change their attitude. But yeah, as long as it's dark, I don't think it bothers them as much. I would say so. I just I, I've I've seen sometimes where I would say that it definitely where i can say it can it might take like a certain level of noise but i've seen them to where like all the turkeys like you get up under them and Mm -hmm. they're not i mean i don't mean up under them but close within sight when they finally fly they like leave the county yeah and you're like okay did we they saw something saw something did i did i make too much racket like something happened in my mind they saw something yeah like saw like i don't like I say, I don't think the, the noise bothers them as much. The noise draws attention to you moving. Yeah, that very good point. Good point. Um, I've seen, like I said, I've seen somebody yelping at a turkey, and they want to cut the distance down, and they want to get too greedy as far as, like, mm-hmm. how close can they get to them. Meet in the middle. That Meet turkey's the already coming. Yep, yep. That happens a lot. Yeah, and it's such a trial and error game. And it, it's sometimes – Because, I, I mean – We've all seen this. You yelp at a turkey for 30 minutes to an hour, and he ain't moving. Yeah. And then 
you decide to move, and that's when he decides to move too. Yeah. You know, it's just one of them deals. Yeah, and it, like I said, sometimes it's like it's it's almost like it's completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. It's just like poor luck of the draw. You're like, man, well, he decided to move just now. And sometimes and I've seen how many times you've seen this. It's like the first time. It's like you get in a stalemate. You're over here. I'm over here. I'm gobbling right here. You're yelping right here. The first time you yelp at him and you've cut some distance, he's like, that's what makes the dam break. Yeah. And, you know, thinking on the times I have done this and spooked turkeys, meeting them in the middle, you know, like yeah. we were just talking about. Yeah. A positive note to that is, you know, that turkey heard that walking in the leaves, and that's probably why he broke. He heard that noise thinking that hen's coming to him. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times that's what happens. But I mean, if you decide to move on that turkey, in my opinion, you better be on your A game because he's going to hear that walking if you're in leaves or something that's noisy. And he's mm-hmm. more than likely going to think you're a hen coming. Yeah. Either. How many? T- yeah, yeah, that's happened several times. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You think any more? that i haven't mentioned man there's so many mistakes you can make there's a thousand ways to mess it up mm-hmm. a thousand ways but i mean the biggest thing to correct them is just, i think just pay attention what you're doing that's the how to correct yeah. the ones that you can control yeah i think um the ones that you control paying attention like is it we talked about how they can see a lot of times like i said getting too greedy with it i think still several times people people are prone to to not respect enough how well they can see yeah or hear like i say even if even if the sound itself doesn't spook them you know they hear something and then they look and then they see you yeah that sound's gonna draw their eyes to you yeah their eyes is their number one um i know of one way i know of is and we talked about this a little bit with dave but like if you need to move say 100 yards and you're on like this two track that's easy walking down yeah where you could also cover the same 100 yards it's going to be slower but you can dip off into the woods mm-hmm. and slip and not be walking in the wide open in that road and you know one thing i've noticed too about like i'm not saying don't walk down roads if they're in the right spot yeah because they're probably going to be the quietest but a lot of times like in hilly terrain your roads are going to be on top of your ridge yep and that sucker can see you from both sides and down the middle. Yeah. But, yeah. There's a lot of ways to spook them. Yeah. It's just, like I said, I think the, your main key is just slowing down, assessing the situation, and going, all right, what's my move here? Mm-hmm. And don't, don't, I mean, get amped up. That's part of it. Get excited, but don't let, don't lose yourself in it to where you make a rash decision and spook the turkey. Yeah. Which is easier said than done, but. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. It's just experience, man. You've got to get out there and do it and like figure we it said, out. I said it last week on that Hunting Public podcast is that you can listen to these podcasts all you want. We try to make them as helpful, as educational as they possibly can be. You can watch all the YouTube videos you want. They can help you too, but nothing is ever going to replace getting yourself out in the woods and trying it out yourself. you got to go out there and try and fail and fail and fail succeed fail some more times then <laughs> succeed fail 10 more times succeed once maybe fail f- i mean it's just that's just how it works it's part man, of putting it all together i mean you gotta think like we're lucky enough to hunt way more than the average person yeah. i will say that we are very blessed to be able to do that and like even as 
as as much experience as we've been able to have yeah we still don't kill one every time we go we don't even kill i I wish we killed one one out of every five times we go yeah i mean we hunted like over 70 days last year and i think like had like 10 turkeys or something like that yeah Mm -hmm. but just go just gotta go gotta go gotta go gotta go well we got to go too. We too. Also, too have to go. I think we about covered it as well as we could cover it. Um, Any questions? Just yeah. Holler at Blake. Holler at the Primo's Instagram. Holler at Jordan's Instagram. My Instagram. Either or. Yeah. They'll get dealt with. They'll get seen. Um, like I said, I think I think this was a pretty. I mean, it's a it's a worthy topic to talk about because everyone struggles with it. So I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Check us out next time. We'll have we'll you know check out the spring bundles and the Primo's custom meal shop. We'll be back next Monday with another turkey hunting podcast episode. As always, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.